man, I tell you what, that opening is bad. Dirty Thursday on GFBS for Grand Fork's best source. We are now a pure miss safe zone too. Ah, oh, looking forward to today. Matt Scow and Reese Stenberg on this Dirty Thursday episode. Chad Hoff couldn't make it in, so we have got Bobby Duso in the studio with us today, too. So it's going to be a great time. Show today brought to you by Executive Properties. You know what? Quit putting off that remodel. Just quit putting it off. Get a hold of Executive Properties. They'll get it done for you. All types of commercial and residential work, they do. I mean, everything from kitchens to bathrooms to concrete to cabinets, trim and tile. I think you get the picture, man. Guys at Executive Property, they are good. They'll take the time to listen to what you want, and they're going to do it right. They've got over 30 years' experience. Barry Romo, the old man of the crew, but he knows his stuff. They'll take care of you. Offer some great senior and referral discounts. They're willing to work with any budget. And if you haven't got anybody figured out to do your snow removal yet, they do that too. Call them up, Executive Properties, for all your general contractor needs. 701-330-1273. Check out their pictures on their website, too. Uh, Man, they do good stuff. ExecutiveProperties.org. You see their reviews on Facebook and Google. You're going to love their work. Executive Properties, your one-stop company that can do it all for you. Uh, If you have any questions for myself, Bob Dusso, Matt Scow, or Reese Stenberg, our phone number here, 701-213-0863. Again, that's 213-0863. And before we get rolling here, time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Ah, let's see here. What are we going to do? Okay, how about uh, what should you do at a Halloween party if a zombie rolls its eyes at you? What should you do at a Halloween party if a zombie rolls his eyes at you? Well, you roll them back at him. Bob, what'd you think? Was that funny enough? Uh, it'll do. Well, that's what I would do. I, I probably wouldn't roll him at him. I'd probably throw him back at him. But um, I was going to say make a bet. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, first off, uh, Matt Scow, Reese Stenberg. Welcome to the show. First timers here today. Uh, first off, I'm going to ask you, Reese, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people know I'm Matt Scow's brother-in-law. Mm, I, did, I did not know that. Yep. Yeah? Okay. Yep. Lucky you, huh? Yeah, through marriage. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you do for a living there, Reese? I work at a place in Fargo called Epic Solutions. We build uh, road construction safe equipment, mainly spray equipment for the roads. Okay, okay. Wife, kids, any of that good stuff? I got an amazing wife, Katie. Uh, no kids, dog and a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing wife. I'm guessing she's watching. Uh, I don't know if she is or not. Okay. That was a good answer, though. Yeah, it was a great answer. (laughs) I have have a feeling she'll end up listening or watching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt Scout, tell us about yourself. Well, yeah, Reese is my brother-in-law, I guess. Uh, He came along with uh, my wife. So Uh, I'm married uh, to Ashley, and I have two boys, uh, Colton and Liam. And uh, we farm uh, in McIntosh, Minnesota. Mm Mm-hmm. Macintosh. Macintosh. Uh, yeah, I always call it Macintosh, but people when I lived in Foston would say it's Macintosh. Uh, that doesn't, doesn't sound right. Uh, how'd the harvest go? Good. We had a good harvest this yep. year. Weather uh, cooperated quite well compared to the past two. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, by the way, Mrs. Scow in the studio with us today, too. She's We kind of kicked her off the table because we have too many people here. But um, uh, okay, uh, now first off, Reese, how long have you been racing? How long have you been doing this stuff? Well, I, I used to race carts in Grand Forks 
back and I actually started in Amarado, mm-hmm. but then it got moved to Grand Forks. And then I was, when I turned 16 and my knees were above the steering wheel, I got out of it. And then yeah. uh, didn't get back into it until actually Matt got me back into the car. And then I took a few years off and then I met Katie and she told me to buy another car. And I said, I don't think you understand, but okay. You know what? <laughs> after she said buy another car, everything after that would have been wah 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 to me because I would have just went okay. Uh, I'll do that. Now we understand why you said amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know that's one thing we find out. Um, it, normally, it's kind of the other way around. Normally, you've already been racing and, and you meet a girl, and they kind of know what they're getting themselves into. Uh, and, and it's usually all pretty good. Uh, they deal with it and, and, you know, unless you get in one of those bad wrecks or something, but, uh, we'll talk about that too. Uh, I want to welcome everybody watching Amanda Joe says, Hey, do so, uh, Sean, William Dick up in Canada watching. How you doing there, William? Uh, Andrea, Jason, Sean, uh, Carrie Ann, Andy, Eddie, Gene. Wow. We got a lot of people watching already. Okay. How long have you been going at this deal, Matt? Um, I started about 13 years ago. Um, actually, I started racing B-Mods uh, the year Ashley and I got married. So we've been doing it together since day one, I guess. So. And she doesn't miss many races either. She doesn't. She's the drive behind a lot of it. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say, I got to stay home and work. She's like, is the car ready to go? Yeah. Is the trailer ready to go? Yeah. Okay, we're going. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, it also makes you look better when you're down at RideOutCar.com Victory Lane when you have somebody with you yeah like that yeah 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 um you kind of uh you i I haven't been to any of these races yet but i really want to go check them out uh you're into the ice racing thing too aren't you yeah we used to do a lot of that Mm -hmm. now what what is that involved i mean is it more like a you build like type like an enduro type car or are they real race cars or explain how this ice racing on a lake goes so it started off being you just get any old car out there and you get a group of guys and you can have up to four guys in the car with you and oh drinking beer whatever you want to do and it was just one of them weekend deals where it was fun to do and as of any racing sport you know you get the guys that want to win and things start evolving and now it's gotten to be pretty competitive and and you really got to put your homework in if you're going to compete you know it's funny because i got strapped in the back seat of a school bus um connie clava was my driver at the time and i thought i was dumb to do it i couldn't imagine having three other guys with you in the car those three guys got to be a few of bush lattes in them or something because there's no way i would say yeah i'll jump in the back seat with you let's go i i i i don't know about that uh josh johnson I drive by the Stenberg residence almost every night during the summer when I go to my race shop. Sorry for all the gravel dust in your yard, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I like about this show. Um, when you guys got your start, was it always B-Mod, or did you start in a streeter or anything like that? For me, it was B-Mod. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, other before that, it was carts, and once in a while, Dad let me drive super stock around the yard or at the track. Mm-hmm. After the races, but that's about it. You gonna stick with a B mod for now? Yeah, yeah. Unless I win the lottery or something like that, I'm sure pretty well stuck where I'm at. All right, say Reese, you win the lottery. What would you get next? Oh, I think everyone in my family knows that all of us would end up with late models. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, Matt, I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you get your start in a B-Mod? Uh, actually, we started ice racing. Mm-hmm. That's where it kind of started. And then I bought a street stock and pedaled with that just a little bit off and on. And uh, But to, what, B-Mod was the first thing we got serious about, I guess. And mm-hmm. that's where we've been stuck, I guess. So. Uh, River City Speedway track champion this year. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I mean, you get a lot of cars, a lot of good cars that are there every week and come out on top. Have you ever won a track championship before? I did. I have won in Grand Forks once before Okay, uh, in the past. I think it was 16 or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, we do run Grand Forks weekly, and it's got to be one of the toughest tracks around with all the competitors. It's mm-hmm. week in and week out. I mean, that's a tough track to be at. You uh, have any any thoughts about maybe moving to a different car, kind of car or not? Well, I got an A-Mod that I've been playing with a little bit. Mm-hmm. But to run two cars just gets to be too much, and I think... Uh, uh, we'll probably just stick in a B-Mod for right now. Yeah. I, my boys are getting old enough where they're really taking interest, and I might just stick in that till they can get in something, and then I'll just help them. That's cool. How old are your boys? Uh, 9 and 11. Oh, man. You got your work cut out for you. Uh, Chad Hop says, hello, boys. <laughs> Sorry you're not here, Chad. Uh, William Dick, wouldn't miss a dirty Thursday, John. Jory Berg, the champ, is all he says. Thanks, Jory. Uh oh, Heather McDonald. I lost my GFBS can koozie. It makes me sad. Oh boy. Yeah, you got a grill. I don't want to hear you complain anymore, Heather. Um, have you ever been in one of those wrecks where you just go, "What the hell am I doing this for?" If anyone saw me last year, I think that was about every other week. <laughs> <laughs> But it didn't change your mind. No. You ever get in one where you, you, you where you ached afterwards? Uh, I mean, these maybe. cars are pretty safe, but oh, uh, yeah. it's easy for people to say that are sitting up in a booth screaming about their racing and not doing it. Um, but I've been in some bad wrecks. I used to mess around racing a little bit, too. And, and I was in one one time at Buffalo River that I hurt for like two months. So I always ask this question. No, not myself. No. Mm-hmm. That wasn't self-inflicted from recovering yeah yeah <laughs> how about you yeah I, i've been over a couple times uh the worst one is probably in Greenbush. that was man that really rattled my cage that time but yeah went off right off turn one wide open and i think i landed on the pit uh track entrance road mm-hmm. and uh that one that one hurt for a while yeah i saw uh, years ago it was uh bobby martin and uh, 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 Brennan Wild got together right at the checkered flag, right at the finish line. And Brennan Wild launched. And at that time, they had that small set of bleachers kind of right off as you're going into turn number one. And I'm not kidding you, that sprint car flew over those bleachers and, and rolled and rolled. Uh, probably one of the, the worst wrecks I've ever, ever seen. But you ever get in one so bad where your car is just totally junk, wadded up, bring it to the woods? Uh, no. A lot of people thought it was that way, but with our family, we're racing next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got a lot of help, a lot of support. Oh, yeah. 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 How about you? No, I think we've uh, resurrected most of them, I guess. And, I mean, we've we've been to the frame shop. We've hooked dozers and excavators on them to pull them back <laughs> apart. And <laughs> uh, I guess that's how it was in the earlier years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, 
if it gets bad enough, we'll cut it apart at home and bring it to Brian and Dawson and have them put on the jig and make sure everything's back square and correct, you know. You know, and, and that's kind of a perk of doing what you do for a living, actually having all that stuff around in the shop, because not everybody does. Uh, a lot of guys are just, you know, they're they're working out of their two-car garage or whatever, but that that that's good when you can fix it yourself. Uh, Kaylee Elizabeth riding in the back seat of an ice racer when the snow dust completely wipes out the view is a rush. Let's go this winter, John. Oh, yeah, great idea. <laughs> it's not really a rush, I don't think. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> it's like just shutting your eyes. <laughs> Hang on really tight and just hope nothing's in front of you. Yeah, I think there's fingerprints in the dash from guys riding. Oh, I, I would imagine. Uh, Terry Blacklands, couple of gentlemen of the sport and excellent competitors in the studio with us today. Oh, there you go. Uh, Heather, she got back to me about the grill. I know the grill is pretty needle. It's going in the race trailer. Good good thinking there. Uh, I'm going to take a quick little break here. We're going to talk about this guy right here and what he does, do so photography. Uh, you still doing senior portraits? Well, we've pretty much now, not, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Uh, if somebody has been lagging and procrastinating, can you get him in or not? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Get him in. There you heard it right from there. Uh, he also does family portraits. Your business headshots, you know, for your maybe your business cards, your advertising, uh, corporate picks. Maybe you want a picture of your products or food or whatever you do. Uh, and he uh, have a background in the picture. You can pick your own. Uh, DoSoPhoto.com. That's where you go to to find pricing and information. And if you want to see some of his work, uh, come to the Do So Photography Wall of Fame here at the studios of GFBS. You can see some of the work he's done. That uh, that metal picture of Mark Dobmeyer is just freaking cool. If you want to look the best, Do So Photography can do that. 218-230-4325, that phone number, or go to DoSoPhoto.com. Um I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Um, you get around now the racetracks. Uh, I still remember how you got your start and, and how this <laughs> thing got going, but uh, you do a really nice job. I mean, all you got to do is look at this wall up here. Uh, whatever got into your brain to make you want to take pictures at racetracks? Um, uh, just, I mean, Bob Martin, I've known him forever, played hockey with him in beer league and that, and, and Tom Corcoran and... Uh, just my love for photography, I just thought, well, let's go take some race pictures, go to the race track. And then mm-hmm. I just went a couple times and did some stuff and thought this is kind of cool, and I liked it. And then some guy got me to the infield so I could really take some pictures, and <laughs> it kind of really took off from there. That- um, it, it, and actually, uh, that guy, I think, was me. Yeah, uh, was and, and I knew you uh, <laughs> from doing uh, fill-in work at, at this radio station I used to work at, one of them. Um, and you said, is there any way you can get me in the pits? I said, just, or into the infield. I said, just put your head down and follow me and let's go. And I think you snuck around in there for a couple of seasons took, before took, you finally got busted. Yeah, it took them two years to figure out I wasn't <laughs> supposed to be there. <laughs> and then when they finally figured it out and the guy's talking to me, and I'm like, he, he just kept staring at my camera, talking to me, staring down at my camera. And I kind of looked at him and said, do you want to see some pictures? And he's like, yep. I showed him two pictures and he said, yeah, you can stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rest is history. And uh, you do a great job, by the way. Uh, those pictures on our wall are, are crazy nice. Uh, we're glad to have it. I can't wait till this whole wall is filled up. Um, okay, since you're from McIntosh, I'm going to ask you this. I think I asked you before, but uh, you got to go check out Little Bobby's Juke Joint one time. It, it might not be your, your cup of tea, but it's pretty cool. If, if you like good live music, you got to go check it out and uh, mention my name to Bobby. And I'm sure he'll treat you guys pretty good, okay? We'll He'll pay double. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay. A couple more people watching. Um, let's talk about, you ever had a biggest win? 
one that you would think this this is it this is this is a great win i mean i'd have to say every one of them to me is awesome uh i'd have uh probably would say the jeff Carpenter memorial race last year was pretty cool to come there and just hoping to make the show and then fall back actually start up front and fall back to about ninth or tenth and come back and win it was now where's that race at jamestown yeah yeah Yeah. how do you like going out there to jamestown it's fun i like i like the track a lot great people out there um it's just all around it's usually an awesome racing surface and Mm -hmm. a lot of fun did you do the stampede i did yeah what was that like this year because i've heard a lot of mixed um comments and reviews about the the stampede it you know it was pretty good um it was a little bit one laner, if you want to say, but for all in all, it was with what they're having to work with. It was a good, good time. Okay, because I heard more or less from the late model people, and it sounded like they were there till like three o'clock in the morning. And I've never been to the Jamestown Stampede, but what I've heard about it is the best part about it is after the racing's done at night. But when your racing doesn't get done till two or three o'clock in the morning, kind of puts the kibosh on the late night party and there at least it would for me i mean man i can barely make it through a race sometimes i actually fell asleep during the heat races at the sites that rain night yeah. <laughs> oh that was that took a while to get done. it was it was funny because uh chris pokes me and he says hey it's your turn and i'm like what <laughs> I, I just tipped my head back i thought for a minute uh and i ended up missing a lot brandon has me these two b mod boys are a hoot always a blast chatting with those boys uh, thanks, Brandon. You guys giggle every time somebody somebody uh, does this. How about your biggest win, uh, Matt? Um, I kind of got to go with three. Any win is really, you know, a good feeling for us. Um, you know, the John Sites Memorial Race is always a big race for us of the year. At, we call it our home track. And um, I've been fortunate enough to win that a, a couple times now, which has really been great. But um, I guess, you know, one race I would like to win is is the 100. I mean, that's the biggest race there mm-hmm. that you could win, I think, in Wizota. So that'd be really great, but we'll see how that shakes out. Now, do you guys check out your, like, I noticed last week or whatever, two weeks ago on social media, they had the state champions for every class and all that kind of stuff. Do you guys pay much attention to that? Do you run for national or state points, or you just kind of do your thing? We just kind of do our thing, kind of go where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Grand Forks is probably the only track, other than last year, Reese raced Jamestown every night. Otherwise, Forks yeah. is the only place we've raced, you know, religiously. Mm-hmm. How many of, how many nights a year will you guys go race? I mean, just Grand Forks, Matt? I mean, No, I mean, we kept saying we didn't race much this year, and then <laughs> <laughs> we, we looked back at our, our stats and we're like, holy man, that, I raced like 30 shows this year. That's the most I've ever raced. Otherwise, we're probably, like for me, that's 17 to 20 is my average is, is kind of what we do. And it's just whatever time allows us, you know, it'd be nice to race more, but we just can't do it. Well, do you find yourself racing more when you're winning more? I think it helps. Yeah, I that, would think sure. it would help too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, racing is the worst roller coaster I swear you can be on. Oh, it, yeah. It can be just high Friday night and Saturday night. It just... Mm-hmm. right back down to reality yeah and then you got these guys that are running friday here or thursday and ada friday here blah 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 they're going to devil's lake they're going to Greenbush. they're going all over the place you wonder how the hell do you even get any sleep yeah uh you i don't know if you've got a family or even a wife because uh <laughs> unless you stay out of trouble every single lap that you're running 
you're always doing something. I mean, there's maintenance, there's fixing, there's hooking them up to a skid steer or a backhoe and maybe chaining them to a tree, but uh, always something to do. And um, how about you? How, how many times did you run this year? 41. 41. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy that's doing Ada, Grand Forks, mm-hmm. Devils, Greenbush, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's been, I mean. Uh, of those tracks you just mentioned, you got a favorite? You know, it depends on the time of night and how I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You Maybe know. on a Saturday, it might have been this track, and the next yep. Saturday, it might have been the other track. Right, right. Um, what kind of chassis are you running? Millennium. Yep, and, and I know you are, too. Yep. Uh, Dustin and Brian, man, they build some good stuff, don't they? Yeah, they do. They, they build a very good quality car. I mean, we've had a couple different ones, and it just it doesn't even come close to what we're running right now. So I yep. think we got, what, five of their cars right now. So Yeah, and, and, and you know, the thing is, um, you look at – at the local racetracks now, uh, those chassis are usually out of the top 10. There's probably six, seven, or eight of them. Yep. So that's got to tell you something. Yep. How often do you guys have to buy new cars? How long will you, will you drive a car before you maybe sell it and get something new? Oh, that's tough for me to say because <laughs> usually it's in the scrap bin when I have to get a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only gone through three now. Uh, so I usually go until... I feel like it's time to go, or there's no coming back from that. So, so three and how long? A time period? Six. No. What has it been? Probably since you started. Yeah, seven years. So, oh, so one so, every other year? Yeah, the first one was pretty farm built. It seemed like took yeah. one hit and the whole right side fell off. So. <laughs> <laughs> farm built. Yeah. How about you, Matt? How, how often do you uh, get new cars? I try to kind of stay updated maybe every three years mm-hmm. and it it kind of all depends on if if there's a market for my used car that i can move it that's fine i'll sell it and and get a new one but kind of seems like it takes a year or so to get all the bugs worked out of it mm-hmm. just you know because every car is a little bit different yep you think they'd come exactly the same but i feel like you know there's little changes that have been you know made dustin improves this on it or gets better here so it's like well maybe i should update and and go that route so you know I'd say that three year deal is kind of where where I like to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much? How much is it? So you have so you have the frame and everything, but then how much pulling the engine and pulling put a different engine in? So uh, so Reese, you have been through. You said three cars. How yep. many engines? Four. Not bad. No, I was, I would have thought it'd been more, but yeah, Matt. I mean, it. I I don't know. I think. We used to go through more stuff when you tried to build stuff cheaper and you didn't have a lot of money to do it right. We were, we we're changing motors a lot more often, but I think it's kind of a deal where you, you start with good stuff and, and you have a lot better success. And it, it, at the end of the day, it costs you the same amount of money as mm-hmm. building five engines cheap. and you or, know, or, so, or two the right way. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I, I think I got uh, 60, 70 shows on that motor in my wow. car right now. Wow. It's been freshened once, you know, in the middle. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's time for it to get looked at again. And, you know, but, uh, no, I think I think if you take very good care of your stuff, you know, it, it helps. I mean, there's stuff that happens. Sure. You know. The racing thing yeah. that they call. Yep. Now, you mentioned uh, updates. Do you do that at the end of every season or or not? I mean, do you, do you ship the car over to Dustin and Brian and say, put it on the jig, let's do what you got to do to it, get it ready for next year? Or if you end the season on a good, you know, on a good note, your car's been running great. Do you leave it, or do you always bring it back 
on the off season? No, we usually disassemble them at home ourselves. We take them all apart and, and, uh, you know, if they've been in a wreck, we'll talk to Dawson and see what his opinion is. If he thinks we should bring it, put it on a jig, we'll put it on a jig, make sure everything lines up. But otherwise we kind of just take them apart ourselves, put them back together and, we try to do as much as we can at home because it just makes it that much more feasible for us to race. We can't afford to just drop mm-hmm. it off and pick it up Friday morning and go racing and drop it off. I mean, that in a perfect world, I'd love to do that, but right, right, <laughs> just can't do it. Now, growing up on a farm, uh, obviously you've got some mechanical abilities. How much has that helped when you decided to get into racing? That's the only way we can race. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we didn't know, I mean, the cut tubing and weld tubing and you know, pull motors and rebuild our trannies or for our engines for that matter. I mean, um, you know, we couldn't do what we're doing. So, um, <laughs> take us through a typical night after your three days of racing for the week. What do you do to get ready for the next week? Oh, well, my wife always makes fun of me because I usually wash the car for about three hours. Yeah. Then, uh, go through everything again on the, the car and, grind tires all that good stuff actually i'm pretty fortunate my wife grinds all my tires oh nice nice you have anybody else that helps you uh when you go on the road you know i got my wife and then usually we're with the scout clan and all that so we all help each other Mm -hmm. Um, a few other guys when i get in a bad wreck that come over and help me yeah how about you um crew guys that help you out um you know like it's mainly us guys. I mean, my boys have really stepped up and, and they're grinding tires and, and doing all that stuff, uh, fuel and stuff like that. And uh, my wife's in the pits too more now when the boys are old enough that they're not in the stands. Mm-hmm. And on, you know, um, occasion, there's guys that'll come help. I got my buddy Brandon. He, he comes and helps in the pits. And, and uh, off and on, we got different guys. It's really helpful to have them come give us a hand. How cool is it to have your boys getting to that age now where they're taking an interest and they're helping out? I mean, pretty soon they're going to be yelling at you. Come on, Dad, we got to go out to the shop and get some work done on this car. Or are they already at that point? They're kind of to that point. I mean, if I get on a Friday or Saturday, whatever it is, if I put the car in the shop, I'll you know, be working Monday and I'll come home in the summer and they'll have the tin ripped off, laying on the floor. My oldest will have it pounded out and they'll oh, wow. wash it. And it really... When they're taking the interest they are, it makes the drive for me that much greater. Too. Sure. You know, some nights it's really hard to go to that shop after working mm-hmm. 10 or 12 hour days. And it's like, oh, we got to go wrench on this race car. But when you got somebody there, even if they're not doing a lot, mm-hmm. they're there. Somebody's yeah. there just to someone's just sitting in the visit. Or, yeah. Yep, yep. It really makes a difference. I bet. Uh, that's that's cool. Scott Iverson, I don't know if you guys know Scotty, runs the concession stands at the River City Speedway, says, good morning, boys. Uh, Kevin Pappenfuss, uh, Kevin and Jeff Liebrich were on the show last week. Uh, here's what Kevin says. Are they pounding down the bush, the bushes like Jeff and I did? Um, here, let's say, uh, Kevin, here's your answer. <laughs> uh, a lot of people got to help you as far as money goes. Sponsorship. I mean, imagine, um, was it hard to get sponsorship this year because of COVID or if you have the same sponsors that usually will stick with you, so maybe it wasn't so tough. Um, but we've had all kinds of different reactions and answers to this. Um, some guys saying it was very hard. A lot of the guys that have been around for a long time said it wasn't that much of an issue because these guys have been on our cars the whole time. But was it harder for you this year than other years or not? 
I don't think it was for myself, I guess. Um, everyone that's been on the car has pretty much been there since I got back into racing. And, you know, I have a really great group of sponsors. Yeah. You want to name your sponsors? Sure. Did, did you make a list? <laughs> no, I did not. So I might forget a few and I apologize, but I got Epic Solutions, Almond Construction, Air Hitch Technologies, uh, MDS Services. Thank you, Matt. Um, see sand hill heating and plumbing um road seed sales tri-valley equipment a few others i forget them every time but thank you guys yeah and uh, remember when you walk off the door right (laughs) it's like looking for that tool in the garage it's like i cannot find it you well i know matt scowl brought his list (laughs) thank your sponsors i did i'm gonna thank my wife for making me the list because i'd be the same it's like uh, i don't know but uh linforce agency uh they've been with me for a long time um sand hill heating and cooling which is my brother's business he's always uh willing to help and uh it's too bad he couldn't have been here today with us but he's he's uh working so uh mds services uh rob seco luck and motorsports um katie stenberg and amsoil um oops come on board this year <laughs> Which everybody, is, what's everybody laughing at that's, that's my wife. wife oh oh, oh Stenberg, so, yeah. yeah 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 and you forget her <laughs> no that happens though yeah when you're putting the, the most spot. important ones yeah. seem like there are all these ones you forget yeah and uh fertile oil uh todd erickson with erickson farms uh hit he supplied the power and the drivetrain on my amod for me is how i kind of got involved with the amod deal so that's pretty cool that he'd do that. Um, Fox Racing Shocks and Dan Ebert uh, helped us out with shocks all summer. Um, and just my family, I couldn't do it with all, all them. So um, I, I love the A-Mods, by the way. Uh, how much of a difference is it, uh, Matt, between the A-Mod and the B-Mod? Uh, it's quite a different animal, I guess. Uh, the power behind it uh, really makes a big difference. But... Um, it's just a totally different world for us that we're not used to between the, the A and the B monitor. Mm-hmm. You know, suspension's so much different that we're just kind of figuring we might know a little bit on the three link, and then we started on this four link. We were just like, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, so now for the people that don't know any better or the difference, uh, I mean, a B mod and an A mod, for a lot of people, you think they're the same type of car. Explain what the differences are. I mean, uh, tires, motor, whatever. Um. Well, if you look at the chassis, I guess the rear suspension of the chassis is basically what sets them apart, I'd say. Yeah. And, like, transmission's the same, A, B mod, but uh, engine, you're looking at probably, what, 600 and some horse versus 400 horse in a B mod. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, your horsepower difference is a lot, lot different. Um, I don't know, I guess... They run different pounds. tires. 300 so, pounds. No, same tires. Same tires. Yeah, same, okay. Same wheels, same tires, yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I, I actually wish they'd bring the A-Mods to River City Speedway more because I, I love watching the A-Mods. Is there anybody out there that you've had a run-in with? Um, you know, maybe things got a little gnarly on the track and, and you had a little discussion maybe in the pits afterwards? Or is it usually forgotten? I mean, I, I, I've always been the guy. Things happen. Um, if you run somebody off the track or whatever, I, uh, you go tell them, Hey, my bad. I messed up. Uh, don't try to blame it on anything else. Just fess up, get it done with the odds are 
cooler heads will prevail sooner. You ever been in that situation? Oh, for me, I got a temper, so yeah, I've been in a situation, <laughs> but usually it's, I forget it by the time I even walk over to a trailer and say anything or someone comes to my place, but I'd have to say it's, everyone's had their run-ins, but it's just a matter of how you handle it, and I think usually we've handled it pretty cool. I mean, you're a big dude. If, if, if I knew I wronged you on the racetrack and I saw you coming to my trailer after the races, I might just go lock myself in the trailer. I don't know what I'd do, but... Um, That's why I stand behind them. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been in that situation? Uh, there's always, you know, situations you could make a big deal out of it. And, you know, I, I tend to not want to make enemies. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll try to forget about it. I... I'm not usually the one that's going to walk over to your trailer and, you know, chew you out or jump up and down. I mean, it's it could have been my fault, could have been your fault. I, you know. All so. right. It, so if we turn the tables, have you ever had to walk up to a race car driver afterwards and apologize? Say, hey, man, that was my bad. That's, every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's kind of a sticky subject, too, because you don't know how mad they're going to be. So mm-hmm. if you walk right over there and they're flaming hot, you're better off to just wait a little wait bit. Wait a while and. You know, if something does happen, you know, maybe later on, say, hey, man, sorry, I didn't mean, mean call, to do that. Call a Monday. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. I mean, it's it has to be kind of mutual sometimes because next time the shoe might be on the other foot, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I kind of look at it that way. It's like, hey, that, you know. I mean, let's let's face it, um, and I haven't seen this necessarily in the B-Mods, but other classes, I've seen some guys completely freak out. I mean, freak out where i can see him up in my press box what's going on and 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 that's when i really wish i was still down track side because <laughs> i'd be running across that track to the pits just to get the best action the best seat but um it's too bad and, and another thing is and i think you mentioned this earlier too um you guys are, are pretty much it's a fraternity it, it's kind of a family you might not necessarily like the guy uh, you might not necessarily get along with him or like how he races, but it seems like everybody, when you're in a jam, say you're getting ready to go out for the feature and, and something's wrong, it, it seems like in the racing fraternity, guys are always willing to come and help. Uh, it doesn't matter who they race for, whose car they're driving, or who sponsors them. But have you guys found that too? Oh, for sure. For sure. You yeah. Know. Well, just watch a wreck in the heats and then watch what happens between the heats and the features, and there's like, five teams on from that car yeah do you need this do you need that oh run over my trailer and grab that i mean yeah and nobody even thinks anything of it no. it's just mm-hmm. it's yeah, do everything they can to get that car back out for the feature yep. right <clears throat> for sure uh, uh let's see here we got a couple of uh wade Schoenborn. he's a big teddy bear uh reese that is uh josh hope we can see you race amons more next year matt uh austin hunter's watching hey glad to see you're watching brandon corbett watching uh, i love dirty thursdays man this is like my favorite day of the week um how much work you guys have to do to get ready for next year do you kind of just put things away for a month or so or you know i mean it's it's maybe different with you because you're dealing with harvest and all that stuff but do you guys does it ever stop do you ever get time off i mean like i said maybe let's just take a month off let's just park it in the shop and we'll deal with it this winter when we have more time? Or is it? would you rather get the stuff done quicker so you don't have to worry about it? If you look at our, I'd say, between Matt, Ryan, and I, car, uh, call log, I think 
as soon as we're going home from the last race of the year, we're already starting to talk about anything we can mm-hmm. about racing. We kind of do a lot of talk before we do anything, but yeah, you know, this year we're probably more on board to do anything than we have been in the past. Um, we got a designated race shop this year that helps that we oh. can just leave everything in there and and uh, you know, if we tear it apart, it can sit there for two months if we mm-hmm. don't get it done. Um, but yeah. Uh, Reese's car needs a whole bunch of help, so <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're gonna try to resurrect that, I guess, or whatever we're gonna do. It, but uh, yeah, it needs a lot more than that. But <laughs> it's funny, I just got this text and it, and it completely went over my head uh, from Jasmine. She said, uh, "Hey Reese, I was just in yesterday and I was telling John that you're married to my cousin, <laughs> Katie." Oh, I, she told me this yesterday and. and yeah, I should have had more bush lights, right? Austin Hunter missed racing with Matt Scow and Reese Stenberg this year. How bad did that suck not having the Canadians be able to come down? We lost some cars for sure. I mean, and they're all good to race with. Austin's always he's good. always up there. He's always up yeah. there, and he's I mean, but it's not even about the racing. For us, it's more about hanging out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Talking to everyone without them being there, it was just well. Matt a, and Ryan and I and some few others. It was others, kind of a but, hole. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, miss sure. part of your group or your family, per se, our racing mm-hmm. family. But. Yeah, and, and I'll admit it, um, and I don't get to go down there as much as I'd like to after the races are done, but um, that's so much fun, mm-hmm. going to the pits when the races are done. Uh, it doesn't matter which race trailer I walk up to. Robert, you need a bush? You know, and, <laughs> and yeah, okay, okay. Um, she might be dragging me out of there going, come on, we got to get out of here. But I, I don't get to spend that much time with you. And it, it really is a bummer for me because I should know more people, but I could, I, I know who they are by their car uh, or their race suit or whatever. But a lot of these people, I don't know what they look like because they've got a helmet on. And unless I've interviewed them in victory lane or unless you're my friend and I've talked to you a bunch, I feel bad because I, there's just no way to get to know them all. And, and I wish I knew everybody good enough where I could just, walk into the race trailer without saying anything. Uh, I think most of them know who I am, but it, it's still, there's just no way to do it. And, and I wish there was a way we could have like a pre-season party yep. where, you know, you could get everybody together. Yep. Uh, let's get some music. Let's get some beer and let's just meet and greet and talk and, and discuss the upcoming season. But I think that's something we could maybe spearhead. Maybe. Maybe well, we could don't we have, have a big a party little, in Macintosh. Don't we got a little joke going about that? Which one? When you were in Victory Lane that oh, first yeah. time. Both. When I won at Sites. Yeah. Yeah. And John was interviewing you. John was interviewing, comes up the car. You really got this thing rocking. Awesome being here this weekend. Well, I've been here all year, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of a running joke. Yeah. I'm glad here. you guys are having fun at my expense. <laughs> well, I know, I know how I feel because I sit there taking pictures and you're trying to watch a racetrack through a viewfinder. Mm-hmm. And, and afterwards, it's like, They'll say, like, who's blah, blah, blah. Like, what color is this car? Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about now. And, yeah. and in, in my defense now, um, I tell you what, it was a lot harder when I was trackside. Um, it basically was, if I haven't interviewed this guy, I don't even know who he is half the time. Um, it's a lot different when you're up in the booth calling the race because now I know who almost everybody is when they're, when they're on the track, especially the guys that are consistently in the top ten. It's a lot different. Um, there's times, I, okay, you're pulling into Victory Lane, and I still can't remember your name. Who the, and I'm hoping it's on the side of your car so I can <laughs> pretend I know you, you know, really well. But um, 
glad to see you could make it this year. Uh, <laughs> this weekend. Or this weekend. <laughs> and, you know, I, I will say this. The 80s was hard on me. All right? <laughs> so you got to cut me a little bit of slack. Um, so you guys sound like things are looking good for next year. Uh, hopefully we can get done with this COVID crap. Hopefully we'll have a regular season. Uh, we want our friends from up north to be able to make it down here. Uh, it, it sucks. Um, Trudeau is is doing nothing for the country up there either. Cool. But um, and and hopefully things get better over the winter instead of worse because you know people are like, well, no, everybody's locked in their house and now everybody's inside. But it, it, it's just it's got to get better, and we're all in this together. But um, man, it's been really cool having you guys on the show. I, I hope you enjoyed it and. Yeah, I hope you. we can get you back on again sometime. Yeah. Anything you want to say before we leave, you can say anything. I don't care. Either one of you guys. Give a shout out to anybody. Um, say, hey, Trump 2020. I don't care what you want to say. <laughs> I don't know why I use that for an example, but I did. Um, anything you guys want to say before you go? No, I just want to thank everyone that's helped us out over the years, and hopefully next year it'll be even better. Yep, Good. Likewise. <laughs> Bobby, how about you? Hey, I... If anyone needs any sponsor pictures out, let me know. I've been working on that a lot and go through the finish off this year and look forward to next year. And hopefully, like you said, we get everybody down here from Canada and mm-hmm. get uh, a lot lot more fun. And Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, I enjoy going to the racetrack. It's it's fun. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and you know, there's times, uh, especially when I was working in radio, and I, I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to work every day. And I tell you what, some of those nights at the track, it you know, it's Friday night. You're, some of these races go awfully late, especially the sights and stuff. But um, you are so wiped. You know, my voice hurts. Everything hurts. But, God darn it, I'm already thinking about next Friday. You know, I think that's just something that's in your blood uh, when you're involved with dirt track racing. Uh, I do want to ask you guys one thing. Uh, what do you think about NAPCAR? That's what we're calling it now, NASCAR. Oh. <laughs> uh, did, you see, did you see the end of the race yesterday? They started it on Sunday, and they finally finished it last night down in Texas. Uh, Kyle Weiner, I mean, Kyle Bush won. Um, <laughs> I was hoping his brother would win. You guys watched asphalt racing at all? No, no. You know, I, I that's for the pretty boys. It, it is. And, and, and it's funny because I was a huge NASCAR guy till Dale Earnhardt got killed. I completely quit watching it. Started watching again. I, I like watching the Daytonas, the Talladegas, the Bristols, which are completely different tracks. I love the road course racing because you got to turn right and left. Um, but then with all this crap going on now, uh, they have basically lost me as a fan. But uh, getting back to NASCAR, and I was going to make sure I, I talked about this. Uh, Kyle Larson signed now again with um, – who do you sign with again? Yeah, Hendricks, which – you know, I was kind of hoping he was going to sign with Tony Stewart, yeah. but I'm guessing Hendricks was dangling a few more carrots out there for him. But um, what did you guys think of his performance on dirt this year? And it didn't matter what kind of car he was in. I mean, a guy just came in and destroys people like it's pff, nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah, crazy. I mean, the guy is obviously a wheelman and deserves to be in NASCAR, but I know a lot of people wish his he did go to Stewart's because then I have a feeling that he'd be able to race a lot more dirt, mm-hmm. not strictly be on asphalt now. But, you know, maybe maybe he'll get lucky and he can race some more. It'd be awesome to watch. I mm-hmm. 
every show was awesome. You know, I'm guessing the uh, dirt track racers around the country are going, oh, I'm glad he's back in NASCAR. <laughs> right. He shows up out of the blue and makes us look bad. It Heather did. McDonald, hold on here. Uh, we're really missing weekly races. Despite COVID, it was probably the most fun we ever had. Tell you what, Devil's Lake did a hell of a job this year. Yes, uh, I was did. lucky enough to call three races over there this year, and they got it going on. I mean, the year before was tough weather for those guys. I mean, they couldn't have had any worse luck. But th- that's a great facility. Uh, it's pretty cool when you can sit in a bar and watch live dirt track racing. Uh, and, and, and Heather and Nolan, they've got it going on up there at Devil's Lake. And, and hats off to those guys. They do such a great job. You were going to say something? I was just saying, I I that Kyle Larson had more fun doing the dirt. I mean, just, I mean, when he was here, just watching him and his wife and mm-hmm. everything they did and that, I, if I, I'd love to ask him, so what? Why? Right. Weren't right. you having more fun doing the dirt stuff? Right. I, mm. I mean, I don't know, but it just seems that way that, like you said, jump in a car and he wins. Well, you know, one right. thing about that is the media and, and the things you have to do for your sponsorship. These NASCAR guys, I mean, they're basically just let around on a leash. Okay, now you got to go speak with this group. Now you got to go talk to this group. And now we've got you coming over here next and then here. And oh, by the way, you've got a race sometime today, too. And, and I would think getting more back to the grassroots of racing. But, I mean, the guy's fantastic. What, what he won here, goes to Fargo, wins. Then he jumps at a USAC Silver Crown car, wins that. Then he jumps in a late model, gets second the first night, wins the second night. And, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, people are glad he's going back NASCAR racing. Uh, there we go. Matt Scow, Reese Stenberg, Bob Dusso. Thank you all for coming on this Dirty Thursday. And uh, next year is a new year, and we're probably going to be doing these shows on Friday. So uh, we want you back. All right, guys? Sounds great. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Hey, uh, you about ready over there, Mr. Paul? Thanks, everybody, for listening today. Our show. Just one second. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, we lost sound when I tried to go to Kiernan, so let's make sure it works this Okay. Apparently, he said we lost sound. Oh, oh, oh. No, I can hear it all. Got that delay. Have that delay. All right. Are you talking? Yeah, I don't know. I'm talking. Can you hear me? <laughs> uh, special thanks going out to Pure Mist. You know, if you want continuous protection to any indoor space, contact Pure Mist Total Indoor Environment Protection. You know, their multifaceted process uses advanced technologies to destroy contaminants in the air and on surfaces. Pyramus can protect homes, businesses, classrooms, clinics, fitness clubs, retail stores, hotels, child care centers, and more. Now, I tell you what, this is the apex of indoor environment protection, destroying surface and airborne microbes, including viruses, bacteria, mold, fungi, allergens, and odors. And Active Peer is an FDA-tested and approved technology to reduce and eliminate SARS and COV-2. That's the virus that causes COVID-19. You know what? Grand Fork's best source is now protected by Pure Mist. Shouldn't you protect yourself too? Call Chad at 763-229-7969 or go to puremistcoat.com. Protection of every second of every day, 365 days a year. Pure Mist Total Indoor Environment Protection. Clean spaces 
healthy people. And folks, we want you to become a Podbean Premium subscriber. We're going to have some giveaways coming up, and this is a chance for you to win. It's easy to do. You go to your Play Store, you download Podbean, search GFBS, you hit follow, you buy Premium, and you are all set. And we're now on Amazon Music. You just tell your smart speaker to play GFBS Podcast, and we want your five-star reviews on Google, too. By the way, tomorrow, uh, we're going to be talking about all the help available through Community Options with Lindsay Shule. Lindsay Shue. Uh, make sure you like, share, and tag us, everybody, all right? We're Grand Fork's best source, giving Grand Fork's an identity again.